Yo, Saf back. Once again, welcome back to the show. It's Talking Play Blurry Cast, hosted by myself, Brian Saf. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning back in. You read the title. You know what time it is. Insecure. <laughs> We're doing our review for episode eight, entitled Choices Okay. A lot of choices Issa got to make. You know what I'm saying? We put a lot of things in a perspective on this episode. Um, I'm going to play my theme music and we're just going to jump right in. Let's go. So we back, right? You know what I'm saying? The show opens up. Dope scenery of LA. You know, Insecure is really good at showcasing the more scenic parts of the city. <laughs> um, we got song Pillows by Manuel playing. If you told me you love me, I wouldn't have believed you. Fitting because Issa and Nathan are pillow talking about squirrels acting like they forgot <laughs> to do a bunch of shit, like they running late for work. That was funny. Squirrels do tend to look like they're in a hurry. They always look like, bitch, I got one more nut to get them out. <laughs> they always look like it's busy season for them. Issa is still, you know, processing the news that Tiffany is moving. Um, Nathan is being supportive, you know, trying to cheer her up, uh, saying that, you know, that just means that, you know, we got somebody to visit now. Um, Issa's like, oh, so that means you going to come to Denver with me? Jokingly. <laughs> um Nathan says, hell no, after, you know, he get out of bed, put his drawers on, he starts headed to the bathroom. And then I do want to take a second, right, because I noticed in this scene, right, when he was in the bathroom, you can see him, like, taking his meds or whatever. That's good. That's dope. I like that Issa has been very, very intentional about making sure, you know, black people or, you know, just at least the audience of Insecure see um a realistic portrayal of these characters like lives we know nathan has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and you know some other mental health things so of course it makes sense to see him popping some pills every now and then kind of along the same sentiments that we you know had earlier in the series and prior seasons where Issa would like showcase condom wrappers and the sex scenes and stuff like that just to let you know <laughs> just to let us know like we're being responsible over here you guys should as well this is real life like yes I know raw feels amazing but niggas are still out here fucking with condoms we have to unless you want to end up like Lawrence <laughs> moving forward <laughs> Issa has <laughs> stolen Nathan's shirt that he apparently left <laughs> three weeks ago and she just been hiding, trying to <laughs> keep. And it's interesting. They're in the clothes stealing phase. Well, yes, that is the clothes stealing phase where you leave a little article of clothing here and there. And next thing you know, you see a lady walking around with it on. It's like, goddamn, I was looking for that very shirt or hoodie. That's the thing everybody like to talk about. You got my hoodie, you got my hoodie. That's the motherfucking hoodie I was looking for. And it's right here draped around you. It's cold outside. I'm going to need that back. <laughs> Issa's like, nah, this is my shirt now. <laughs> Which, typical response. Because once you lose a piece of clothing to a woman, it's a wrap. She's keeping that. Even if y'all break up, well, she might throw it away or burn it or something. But you ain't getting it back <laughs> once she get it. <laughs> but it, um makes nathan kind of like realize like damn I, I be leaving all my clothes over here and shit like maybe we should move in together <laughs> you know you, your sheets nicer than mine shout out to the bamboo sheets <laughs> i still need to get me a set of you know some bamboo sheets i've been hearing about it for years shout out to friends friend has always been putting us uh listeners on you know listeners of her podcast on to <laughs> the the best shit and so glad the bamboo sheets popped up <laughs> as soon as i heard that i was like oh friend that's a shout out for you uh but yeah nathan's like what you think about moving in Issa asked the questions that should have been asked like nigga do you think we're ready like it's a big step what you what you got in mind 
And he does the smart thing as well. Just be like, you know what? I'm going to leave it up to you. You know what I'm saying? Just think about it. I don't necessarily have to make a decision right now today. Let's just think about it. Issa agrees right before, <laughs> right before she chokes on the fact that she is using Nathan's toothbrush to brush her teeth. And while some of you people may be listening, feeling like, well, you know, that's not X, Y, and Z, like they could be kissing or whatever and doing sexual stuff together. That's still nasty. <laughs> you don't. It's not never okay. It's not <laughs> not never. It's not never. It's not ever okay to share your partner's like hygiene things. Like this is this toothbrush. Now this shit, you don't know what the fuck going on in this person's mouth. You should if you're dating him and you like I said doing all these sexual activities together. But that's always just gonna be nasty to me. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad Isan tried to play it off was oh you know you my nigga and all this other stuff. Like no, we we throwing up because only toothbrush that should be going in my mouth is mine. Like <laughs> why why are you brushing your teeth with my toothbrush? Like let's let's throw that away now and and open up a new pack of toothbrushes because that's a dub. <laughs> but from that hilarious moment with them in the bathroom we move into the title card song that is playing escape by bia which i'm a maniac two breaks to the back where is cc yeah left his ass on red for what he said bitch i ain't calling back if i wanted that check my bitches and we on the left bitch i'm always active never hiding never ever lacking double fire <laughs> like i fuck with bia been fucking with bia for a long time skate when she put that shit out i was all like, oh, this shit slot Fantastic record. Shout out to Bia. She's doing big things. Y'all y'all know what's going on with Bia. Y'all should. If not, do your research. Bia's blowing up. Congratulations. We pull up to the art walk. If you remember in last episode um, with the girls night or whatever, Issa did mention like she had an art walk coming up or whatever. So that so her and Kelly and Tiffany could not be booked <laughs> on that day because she wanted them to show up. And we got Koya passing out, you know, the informational pamphlets, you know, probably some kind of map where everything is and shit like that. And <laughs> when the white people came up, she was like, oh, it's totally rad that you <laughs> totally rad that you're here. <laughs> and I appreciated this scene, not because it was um, funny. Well, also, yes, because it was definitely funny. I appreciated this scene, one, because it was funny. And two, that little um hand gesture she that little rad hand gesture she made or whatever. But also, I guess I should say and three then. <laughs> but also because that is a common thing <laughs> that white people do to black people whenever they or whenever we show up in, in their quote unquote spaces or whatever, like they always try to switch up their vernacular and slang and shit, you know calling you bro and king and you know what i'm saying doing all this extra shit where you can really just talk how you normally talk and we would be fine like i know that you're switching the way that you're speaking and you're using all this extra slang or whatever because you're trying to connect with me but you don't have to do that like i speak english as well as nigga so stay speaking English and I'm going to stay speaking nigga with my niggas. Like we can speak English together and then the nigga conversations I could just have with my niggas. Like <laughs> we don't have to be bros and bros and all this other shit. Like just talk to me how you would talk to your white friend or maybe don't talk to me how you would talk to your white friends because you might be saying something I would really disagree with. You know what? <laughs> Let's just move on. But <laughs> I appreciate them. Having that uh, little moment in there because they always do that to us whenever we show up somewhere they don't necessarily expect us to be. So <laughs> appreciated that. But um, Issa is showing the guy from N MBW, which is nothing but water, <laughs> around the art walk. You know, he likes the event. Um, Issa managed to get the anthology collective kids to sign on and do it, which is dope. I really thought after... They like egged her when she tried to get them to sign up the first time. I thought it was a wrap. I thought Crenshaw's Twitter tirade or Instagram tirade really had put a nail in the coffin on that. But 
there they are being, um, you know, cool and, and a collective. <laughs> and um, the MBW guy tells Issa, I keep saying MBW guy because I'm just being too lazy to look up his name. But <laughs> he tells us <laughs> that he's happy with the progress they've made in the market. So uh, look out for an offer letter from him and Nadia soon. And I was like, yes, yes. We're making some real good progress. Proud of you for that, Issa. <laughs> right after that, the uh, suicidal stalker fan <laughs> comes up talking about Miss Block. <laughs> I laughed out loud at that. Because I could just imagine like Issa got her name on Instagram looking some kind of way to make somebody assume that her name is Miss Block. I don't know. But, <laughs> but that shit was funny. That whole little exchange. This lady is a great actress. <laughs> She's funny as fuck. Because she really be... I'm creeped out with Issa. I'm like, alright. And <laughs> they walking off talking about... She was talking about killing herself. <laughs> she was, Issa. I'm, I'm with Koya. She was definitely talking about jumping off somebody's bridge. <laughs> From there, though, we get a bunch of dope shots of the art at the art walk. Um, thin lines by Paul Paul Rod is playing. <laughs> yes, that's his name, Paul Paul Rod. Which potion steady going through motion? Walking on thin lines, thick skulls soaking. Pull up on Nathan and his cousin. So I'm assuming they made up, they seem very chummy, they buddy buddy. Um, he's thanking her for the invite. He bought a pot and everything. Issa's like, oh, that's dope. Let me get a picture of y'all. These niggas obviously don't know what the fuck natural means because <laughs> they was posing like they had just won the Heisman or something. It was weird. <laughs> but um, I guess Issa will have plenty of pictures to choose from other than that one. <laughs> Nathan is telling her that he has to leave, though, because he's getting his uh, men's group situation together at the shop, which I hope we get to see like what exactly that entails at least one time. It don't got to be like, a you know, a deep dive, just a few seconds of the men's group. I want to I want to see like what's going on with that, because that could be a dope thing that, that could be really, really dope if it's the kind of men's group that I'm like picturing in my head and not just a bunch of toxic niggas sitting around being extra toxic just because there's no women around. I don't know, but I really want to see that because um, that's dope, especially with Nathan, you know, being um, someone who suffers from like mental disorders and stuff like that. Having a circle of men that are like not only understanding of that, but like are speaking on other things that are lending to the greater good. Like, I feel like that'd be dope. So I, I want to see what's up with that. But Issa being funny, making a uh, joke about them being a power couple as they kiss and exchange. I love yous and walk away and all that. Kelly and Molly pull up like right after and they picking on Issa because, you know, she she booed up. They talking about love and stuff like <laughs> they being girlfriends, picking on their girl. I fuck with that. <laughs> Uh, Kelly talking about <laughs> what up Issa I'm Nathan from Tampa <laughs> and um, <laughs> of course Issa corrects him because Nathan's supposed to be from Houston and uh, Kelly like how you know he just started loving this nigga like <laughs> you don't know exactly where he from <laughs> but we do he from Houston <laughs> he got a cousin right here vouching for him I, I believe we should trust Nathan he's not from Tampa <laughs> Kelly <laughs> We see Issa's brother walk up. I think his name is Jamal, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Issa's brother, he still got plenty of banter with Kelly. That's funny. I also would like for him to <laughs> to guest on um, Prenny's Preguntas, Kelly's podcast, because the, the, the dynamic between them two is funny as fuck, too. Like, Kelly just got really good dynamics between all, like, the side characters of <laughs> of the show i really just want her to interview them so we can laugh <laughs> but after um kelly <laughs> says that she wants to write a show about uh isa's brother just to kill him off <laughs> they start touring the art walk at isa's directive and molly gets a i guess text message from torian 
quickly Issa catches that shit talking about <laughs> she over here cheesing like she on macaroni <laughs> that was funny corny but it was funny and apparently Molly and Torian they had a good first date um, but Molly is hoping that the second date will be even better meaning she trying to get them cheats clap <laughs> She ready for some sex. You know, she been stressed out, you know, trying to help her parents plan their estate and all this other shit. So she ready for her and Torian to go to the next level. <laughs> but after Issa mentions that her great aunt's will <laughs> was not with God, it was actually with the county and they have the house now. <laughs> uh, Kelly offers to help Molly with her parents like getting their estate planning done and all of that because apparently this is what she do, does at work and you know i guess she feels like she could be a big help and i would agree as you've seen in the uh, further on in the episode like kelly really 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 tied that together nicely for them really really helped out but we'll get there Issa and koya are walking out to uh, the car i think that's Issa's car when uh, Crenshaw pulls up, <laughs> um, he, you know, wants to give props and make peace. Koya's like, that's great, but I keep a peace on me, so don't try nothing. <laughs> and uh, he ends his, you know, props and apology by basically asking Issa if she wants to team up with him. He was very, very surprised at how hard it was for him to put on his own, you know, wearable art show without no help or whatever he got respect for Issa for doing that a lot of opportunities have come his way because of the success of the show he liked that Issa is still in the community doing shit like the art walk that she's at now even though he called her a sellout and pretty much said she ain't for the community so he's like I'm trying to double back hopefully we can partner together I got all these opportunities we can really make some shit happen let's do it Issa's obviously looking a little skeptical which, you know, she got a right to be. But at the same time, <laughs> I definitely think she should hear this nigga out because, yes, he did pop up on her and he did apologize for popping off on her. But he was not in the wrong for feeling abandoned in his artistic quest because you decided to, you know, play it safe on behalf of the white people instead of just trusting his art and his judgment. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with that again choices okay <laughs> we got a scene transition some more dope shots of la the song argue with that by vince staples is playing city going up so you better bust finish you really want to us really spilling blood everybody tough today gotta go and see the judge nigga better hush vince is from la if i'm not mistaken so that's very very fitting we go over to Issa's house. She's doing her hair in the mirror, which, by the way, like, this entire season, Issa hair been fire. <laughs> like, I don't know how. <laughs> I might do know how. It's black girl magic. <laughs> but, yeah, shout out to the Issa stylings, her hairstyle or whatever the fuck. Like, she been killing that shit. But in the midst of doing her hair, she gets that offer letter from Nadia over at MBW. Apparently, we got big, big dollars in the offer letter. Like, Issa talking about she a rich bitch and all this other shit. Mirror Issa pop up. They <laughs> they vibing, you know, supporting. <laughs> support. Mirror Issa supporting real life Issa and her turn up. Like, I'm happy to see it, man. Like, finally. The block is paying off in a way that has Issa very, very excited and feeling confident in her decisions to do the block or whatever. So I'm really, really fucking with it. But from here, we cut to a scene of Issa and Koya meeting with MBW, you know, to lock down a venue for another art kind of uh, what it was, an art concert or whatever. Something that the anthology collective kids <laughs> are trying to put on. And this like rolls us into this dope like scene of Issa visualizing her future with MBW as a partner or whatever. I'm a, I'm going to admit like this. They got me. They got me on this one all the way up until like the very, very end when Issa's walking around her big ass house in West Hollywood. And she's like 
asking Nathan all of these questions that she should know herself. So I was like, damn, bro, like, Issa done bossed up. Like, I'm proud. I'm happy as shit. I'm on Twitter like, yo, we <laughs> we got the bad bit. We going up. Like, I'm happy as fuck about this shit. Koya is there as the... <laughs> the head executive assistant you know what i'm saying she's telling when the, the other assistants when to speak and give they <laughs> give their information to the nw uh mbw team and all that stuff like it was really really dope seeing that now this little new black water joke that she made i was a little it felt a little sellouty to me <laughs> just a little bit but I was like, man, fuck it. We winning. So I ain't tripping. <laughs> I'm not tripping. It was a good joke. But yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, apparently two years have passed in this, you know, dream future daydream sequence or whatever. And Issa's on panels now, you know, like she hasn't done anything in L.A. in a minute, which I was like, hmm, not really. You know, that's a little sellout to me as well. But again, we winning. There's always opportunities. She said, it's going to always be home. I'm with you on that. We winning. So, so let's go. She done met uh, Todd Dollars on the airplane and shit. He's working with Crenshaw, which that guy Issa's wheels to turn. Like, damn, did I make a decision? Like, it made her second guess this whole path just a tad bit. And that's understandable. So I wasn't like faulting her for that or nothing like that. I was just like, you know, you can still go back and reach out to Crenshaw and try to make something happen. Like, y'all, you got money now. He does too. He gonna want to. He gonna be okay with meeting you at the top where you at. That's okay. It's just don't feel bad about turning them down. And Nathan is also successful in his own right. He said that uh, <laughs> he had just got um, done cutting. The whole cast of brothers, which if you watch <laughs> BT or BT Plus, you know, brothers is Tyler Perry's um, series. Is it a comedy series? I'm not sure, but it's Tyler Perry's <laughs> series with BT. So he obviously doing good because Tyler Perry doing good. <laughs> so uh, that's dope. They got a big ass house and shit. Everything look nice. I'm like, I'm fucking with this. This is dope. Um, the song Your Turn by Ty Dolla Sign featuring Music Soul Child, Tish Hyman, and Black is playing as they start loving on each other and shit. But I know this is life. This is time wrong feels right. And then nobody's really yours. It's just your turn. And then boom, Issa wakes up from this daydream. Of her, you know, future with MBW and Nathan and <laughs> Mary Issa is right there talking about <laughs> you thought she was a drip, but it's more like a rainstorm, something, something like that. She said she made a joke about rain and water and shit. But then right at the end of that, Crenshaw again on Issa, he texts her, link up with me here if you got some free time, whatever. Before we see that though. We go back over to Molly. She's at her parents' house trying to get to the estate planned or whatever. Kelly is there helping out. Like I said earlier, did a really good job at handling the parents and getting that shit taken care of. Like things are going smooth. Of course, everybody is having a tough time talking about death and all that. Her brother's like, I'm going to go make some tea or whatever. Then realizes or it's like, I, I don't think we ever had tea, but I'm going to just run to the store. Like they struggling to come to, you know, terms with the fact that their parents are older and this estate planning stuff is necessary because they are going to die soon. But Kelly is doing a great job at moving through all of that, you know, not necessarily tension, but moving through all of that confusion and heartbreak and stuff like that and just sticking to like, let's make sure we just get this planned out, you know, because the bank going to want specifics and all of this stuff. It don't have to be a sad conversation. Let's just work it out. Great job. Like, she really good at that. From there, we cut over to Issa and Crenshaw meeting up. Um, they grab my coffee, I'm assuming. But she gets straight to the point telling him, you know, she don't think it's a good move for them to work together. 
But Grishon ain't taking no for an answer. <laughs> He's like, respectfully, I disagree. I think it'll be a great move for us to go ahead <laughs> and partner up and get this shit done. He tells her about all the stuff he's working on, a space he's trying to get. You know what I'm saying? He sent her a proposal and he just wants her to think about it. She told him, you know, when they first initially was planning the uh, show, you know, that ultimately led them to be able to even have this conversation um, that she wanted to win with him. So he like, nigga, if you want to win with me, then can fucking win with me. Like, come on and stop. <laughs> You know, think about it, but like you said, you want to win, so let's win. That comment or that um, sentiment from Crenshaw sends Issa into another like daydream about where her future could be. Koya talking about <laughs> Issa been playing chess this whole time, moving bishops and shit. <laughs> Issa don't know what the fuck a bishop do on a chessboard, which, by the way, a bishop moves diagonally can move as much as it wants to <laughs> in a diagonal fashion <laughs> more on that another time we don't talk about chess on this podcast let's just move forward <laughs> but just in case you was wondering a bishop it's only four on the board two on each side and they move diagonally <laughs> and they meet up with crenshaw knowing this uh future dream or whatever and here we go Crenshaw space is dope as fuck. Um, my dog came back out, took a mine, got some olive brownies again. That was a cool little callback to what, what episode was that? Like four or something like that? When she tried to apologize to Crenshaw and made the joke about these are just uh, olive brownies, kind of like an olive branch. I'm extending an olive brownie. <laughs> Y'all missed it? Oh, well. <laughs> but um, he talking about them shits just came hot, fresh and warm out his air fryer, which sidestep again if you're not on the air fryer wave yet you're tripping them shits the truth <laughs> them air fryers them shits them shits are the truth and the way they cook your food it make it more healthier for you it get all the grease and all the dumb ass shit out of there and it still tastes like amazing better than it would if you would just regular fry it but this is not an ad for air fryers <laughs> so let's move on they working on a second store in this future dream. Oh, we got YG's Fuck It Up playing. Fuck it up, girl, gone, fuck it up, girl. Fuck it up, girl, gone, fuck it up, girl. Fuck it up, girl, gone, fuck it up, girl, gone, fuck it up, girl, gone, fuck it up, girl. As it's playing, Issa is getting her some free froyo and she sees a billboard on the side of a bus for a Ty Dollar Signs partnership with MBW. I'm really happy. I fuck with Ty Dolla Sign like a lot. He's a really, really good artist. Also from LA. I fuck with his uh, whole cameo throughout this episode. First time we saw him was on the airplane. Now we're seeing him on the side of this bus. It's dope. But seeing him on the side of that bus made Issa like, you know, her wheels turn in her head a little bit. Like, damn, did I fuck up by not partnering with MBW? Because look, we got Ty Dolla Sign over there now. Like that would have been dope to partner with him. Agreed. She didn't say all that, but I feel like that's what she was thinking. <laughs> but we move on from the bus and we're at this uh, award ceremony that is being spoken on by Tyra Banks. They are honoring Issa, giving her the key to the city of Inglewood, renaming the day Issa Wood Day. Like she lit. Now she got a lot of shit going on. Go back <laughs> to the same apartment. You know what I'm saying? But Nathan explains to us, you know, we haven't moved into a bigger space because we're on our entrepreneurial ground or whatever. So we made some sacrifices. But you do have one of your tenants, Trina, again, <laughs> who um, needs your help with a toilet situation. So apparently some hair coming up out of a toilet. <laughs> Make her feel like somebody's about to reach out and pull her in. I don't know. <laughs> whatever the fuck he said. But as she's getting the plunger, to go help Trina or whatever, Nathan's I'm proud of you turns into Lawrence saying I'm proud of you. And Issa's all scared of her mind. But when we pop up from this, you know, future dream or whatever, you can tell she's definitely got Lawrence on the brain. And I'm at the crib like, here we go again. Like, just what is the obsession with this nigga, bro? <laughs> like, I understand. But at the same time, no, I don't like same question that she had. Why the fuck is Lawrence there? <laughs> like, I don't know. But 
we end up going back to Molly's parents' house. Uh, Kelly has helped them get their state all planned out. Everything is done. Apparently, Kelly is now best friends with Molly's mom. They got a, <laughs> they have a Denzel Washington night schedule. They finna watch <laughs> Fences <laughs> and um, enjoy looking at this nigga, <laughs> I guess. Um, but Kelly mentions that like, oh yeah, she really, really enjoyed helping um, Molly's parents plan out their estate. She don't know if it's Molly's parents or it's just something that she just likes to do. But I'm thinking in my head, this might be like a dope career path for Kelly. Or maybe that's what she's going to end up leaning to. And honestly, I could see it. Um, I don't know if you guys know who Tiffany the Budget Nista is, but she kind of has a similar like career aesthetic. Not necessarily with like planning out estates or whatever even though she does give great advice for planning out estates but she's ultimately like an all-around financial planner um she has a podcast or whatever she was working for a company doing that i believe and then she was like you know what i'm gonna start doing this shit on my own build a business off of it help out you know black and brown people specifically instead of like kelly said working for the white man or whatever and this became like a multi-billion dollar like business for her like podcast is doing great her individual businesses outside of that she done wrote books and all kind of shit like i could see kelly following that path like becoming an influencer in the uh financial space that has you know credentials and experience in a way that legitimizes legitimizes her and gives her a you know solid platform to build especially with uh printies perguntas like she could definitely <laughs> work in some financial advice there it's all about questions so hopefully somebody <laughs> sent in a question to the podcast and that'll spark her brain and be like you know i should make this more uh financially savvy like podcast or whatever but we could talk more about that <laughs> in my predictions whatever let's continue <laughs> the review for the episode because molly's dad thanks her for uh pushing them but then you know Molly has been playing strong for so long that she get in that car. She like breaks down into tears. And honestly, even though I didn't like seeing Molly cry, I was happy that she had that moment because I feel like ever since the stroke, like Molly's been putting a lot on herself and she's always been, you know, we've seen it throughout the series. She's always been a person that takes on a lot of responsibility and actually does a decent job at getting through it and you know being on her a game with everything or whatever but she's human as well i know i could tell by everybody's demeanor and the questions that are being asked and her brother running around the house looking for tea that ain't there like i could tell that dealing with death especially when it comes to her parents was tough so i'm glad that she like got a little second to like decompress and let some of that i guess um energy out that she's been harboring ever since the stroke thing happened and you know trying to be a supportive person for her family and stuff like you still human like take a moment for yourself and she kind of did that even though it led to like some tears but still i'm glad that she kind of had to got a chance to have a human moment to herself it was quickly interrupted but not intentionally interrupted by torian who is you know calling asking about their dinner plans making sure everything's straight trying to see if i should get red or white wine for the you know fancy restaurant they going to or whatever but you know she decides to be honest with them which leads to her having to cancel on him but of course torian was very understanding and reassures her that he could talk to her if he needs to or whatever and i was like yes good job torian <laughs> good job because molly just been through a lot and we don't need no nigga <laughs> right now coming down on her for canceling on a date like y'all gonna see each other again y'all work together like so i'm glad he was just being a supportive person and letting her know like if you need anything bro just hit me up i'm down to talk because good nigga bro that's what you're supposed to do when your lady come to you saying that she is down and it can't it don't feel like being around your ass right now like just step back be a supportive nigga and and just let let her deal with her shit i'm, I'm happy about that good job torian i can see these niggas working like good job 
We go back over to Issa, though, and her and Mira Issa are trying to dissect why Lawrence showed up in her, like, future dream, daydream scene or whatever. Mira Issa is clearly Team Lawrence, <laughs> as the little voice in the back of her head saying that things might not be done and bringing up that <laughs> that daydream that they had where they threw Condola's baby in the trash, <laughs> which that was fucked up, but it was funny. It was funny. I have to laugh <laughs> but um this is how i kind of know that Issa is not thinking of like the bigger picture when it comes to lawrence because condola and the baby are not going anywhere you could throw them away in your daydreams as much as you want to but like lawrence is a package deal now like if you get back together with this nigga it is going to come with a child and this baby mama that used to be your dog are you ready to deal with that? Clearly you're not because you're throwing the baby away in your daydream. Yeah, you back kicking condola into, into a laundry hamper and shit. Like, I don't think Issa quite understands that Lawrence is not just Lawrence anymore. He's a father. He's going to come with a kid. He's going to come with a baby mama who he is trying to have a very, very healthy co-parenting relationship with. Which means spending time with just Condola and the baby. Like, I don't think Issa can handle that. Look how she was acting just because um, Nathan was not in a place where he felt like he could say that he loves her back. Like, we got to start thinking like real for real when it comes to Issa in this situation. Back at Molly's, though, uh, we see her get a call from Issa. You know, they're doing a friend check-in. Molly... Talks about her day with the estate planning. Issa talks about, you know, the choice that she has to make between MBW and Crenshaw. And it is here that we hear <laughs> Molly <laughs> give her some great advice once again. Just telling her, you know what I'm saying? Just make a decision based on what your gut is telling you. Like decisions like this are never all or nothing. Like either way you go. It's going to end up good or you're going to fall somewhere in between and it still be good. And like, just make a decision. And I agree with that because all of those future, you know, like daydreams or whatever Issa was having or whatever, there was little minor details that you could like tweak or whatever that would make it a lot more <laughs> pleasurable for Issa. But neither one of those realities were bad. Like going with MBW was fire. Going with Crenshaw was also fire. So just make a decision. And she also pointed out that you probably already know what you want to do. You just need to just go ahead and do that shit. And I agree with that as well. Apparently, so did Issa. She thanked her for the fantastic advice. And then Molly has to hang up because she gets a delivery. It's wings and wine, courtesy of Torian. Also a good move. I don't know if I would have went that far. <laughs> I don't know if I would have went that far. But, you know, I'm still working on me. I'm still maturing and shit. But it's a good move. It's probably something I would have thought of later on <laughs> after she done already got food and shit. But <laughs> I appreciate Torian for, you know what I'm saying, looking out. You know what I'm saying? Send my dog some wing stop and <laughs> whatever wine y'all was going to bring to the Tapas restaurant <laughs> and let her you know, eat and drank past her, you know, emotions and feelings that were brought about due to the estate planning. Like, good move, Torian. Solid. Solid nigga, bro. <laughs> it's also dinner time back at Issa's and it's going to be Slurp City tonight since Nathan bought, <laughs> bought Issa some dinner first. That's the joke she made. <laughs> but, you know, here goes Issa once again thinking about this nigga Lawrence and that's where the episode ends with Issa once again being indecisive or stuck on Lawrence I don't know episode episode ends and we have 323 go crazy by Dom Kennedy playing as the credits roll thoughts and predictions <laughs> So in the case of Lawrence, right, like I said earlier, I don't really think Issa is putting two and two together about Lawrence, like being a package deal now, like in no part 
of any episode has Issa like mentioned like, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm okay with being a stepmom or playing stepmom and I'm okay with making nice with Condola after I was like angrily upset with her about the fact that she was fucking my ex or whatever and then we ended up getting back together and then she popped back up telling us, oh, baby on the way and shit like that. Like, I don't think Issa has worked past her issues with Condola and the baby to really understand like, you're going to have to be okay with Lawrence being a dad, spending time with his baby and his baby mama together, who, like I said, used to be your dog. And now it's not because I guess you feel like she stole your love of your life from you or something. I don't know. Or, or you feel like she's reaping the benefits of all of the hard work or all of the stress you was facing behind Lawrence being depressed on your couch, trying to figure out <laughs> what he wanted to do in his life. Like you're going to have to come to some kind of resolution about your feelings towards condola and the baby can't just keep calling it condola's baby and throwing it in the trash every um cut scene or every dream sequence that you have like lawrence is not just showing up as lawrence anymore he's not he wants to be a better father to his baby than his father was to him he's a good nigga like we know that lawrence is a good dude so expecting him to you know forego the fact that he has a kid with condola now like that's not gonna happen and i'm not saying that Issa necessarily wants that to happen but i feel like the fact that she's <laughs> daydreaming about lawrence and condola and the baby in the way that she is i feel like she's like neglecting that part of the, the uh situation but that's just me as a male i don't know <laughs> maybe i don't know anything <laughs> Uh, I do know that y'all hate Issa, though. <laughs> I do. I know that. I could tell that y'all not fucking with Issa because Issa, like I said, I don't think she's processing the whole situation fully correctly with Lawrence. She asking about or saying that she want closure and all this other stuff, but she made decisions that ultimately led them to break up in the first place. Like, what? I don't understand why Issa still sitting on this whole Lawrence thing what closure do you need and and if you really needed the closure why not just reach out to this nigga or instead of leaving him on the curb have a conversation with him y'all was having this little <laughs> awkward ass car ride from the airport you could have told him then like listen xyz this is what I came to the decision about da 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 I apologize but no, like you could have got it then. You could have had the conversation then. I don't think Issa is really about the closure thing. I feel like she lying to herself a little bit and just making excuses as to why she wants to, you know, reach out and get some kind of resolve with Lawrence. But I'm like, what's the resolve? Like, what is I don't get it. I don't I don't I don't understand the closure thing. And I don't understand why y'all hate Issa so much <laughs> that y'all want to see her backtrack to Lawrence, knowing that he has a baby and condola <laughs> in his life permanently now when she could just either stay single and focus on making the block hot <laughs> or she could just stay with Nathan, focus on growing their relationship while also making the block hot like why we got to go back to Lawrence? She got a good nigga on her side right now. And her career is moving forward in a big way. I don't understand like why she's stuck in season three. Like We can let this go. Like We can let Lawrence be a dad and let him co-parent with Condola, whether they get back together or not. And you can focus on the block and Nathan. And it just be that. Like just chilling. Or... You can leave Nathan alone because it's clear that you're going to end up hurting this man. If you don't get your, I don't know, fatal attraction. I, don't, I can't call it fatal because she ain't trying to kill nobody. But she did throw <laughs> a baby in the trash and kick Condola into a, a clothes hamper. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what the whole attraction is with Lawrence or whatever and why she like 
stuck on it for real because I don't believe the whole closure thing. And I don't believe that you feel bad about the way it ending, because if you did, you could have you could have reached out to that nigga, you know, the next day or a week later or whatever. You waited till you saw him at the hospital with condoling the baby to feel all of this stuff. I don't get it. And I don't get why <laughs> y'all want Issa to go back backwards in her life and deal <laughs> with Lawrence when obviously that ship is sailed. We ain't got time for this back and forth no more. There's a baby in the picture now and a baby mama that's not going to go away. Like you got a good nigga. You got a solid career. Like let's just <laughs> mature and move past it. Like this, this, all of this stuff is making me feel like damn Issa has had the least amount of growth out of all the characters in the show. Like, I really want Issa to win and to be happy, but I don't think that is going to come from <laughs> backtracking to Lawrence. I just don't. And as much as I would rather her stay with Nathan, she don't got to be with that nigga either because she clearly got a lot of shit that she need to work out in terms of how she feels about Lawrence and their situation or whatever. She clearly is... Well, I ain't going to say clearly, but it, it feels like she kind of forcing this relationship with Nathan. Like the moving in thing seem a little bit too early or whatever to me anyway. But I don't know. I just know Issa and Lawrence is not the move. <laughs> that storyline need to hurry up and be a wrap. I mean, we got two episodes left, so <laughs> we'll see what happens. Two episodes left in the series altogether. So we'll definitely see what happens. But. I'm not rooting for it, bro. <laughs> I'm just not. I just feel like Issa ain't gonna do nothing but get in the way, or or add extra stress to Lawrence's life that he don't need. I could just imagine this shit now. Oh, what you doing over there with condoling the baby? Like nigga, being a father. Like just because it's not something that you necessarily see all the time, don't mean it's not the right thing to do, and it don't mean that it can't be done. Like. He's going to want to spend time with them as a family. Issa going to want her time as well. He got to work and shit. I just don't see how we lining up. I don't see everything working out. But we'll see in these next two episodes. As far as um, NBW and Crenshaw goes, though, I would just do both. Honestly, I would try to find out a way so that I could do both. And I think that's what Issa should do. Like, this whole... Um, offer letter from MBW it really came because of how great you did with Crenshaw or whatever so figure out a way to do both I'm pretty sure you can sign with MBW or whatever and keep Crenshaw or also partner with Crenshaw and you know it'll just be one big synergistic you know what I'm saying pile of money being passed around because they're going to want to work with Crenshaw again. Like, obviously, they putting you in positions to work with other people and telling you they want you to be, you know what I'm saying, partner with them on a bigger scale. Like, so if you say, hey, MBW, you looking to do this? I got Crenshaw over here again. Crenshaw has new stuff. Would you like to partner with him again? Pretty sure the MBW will say yes, because look at the success of the first show. Same thing with Crenshaw. All these opportunities came his way because of the success of y'all show that you did for NBW. So if you tell him, hey, NBW has another bag for you. Do you want to do something with them? I'm pretty sure he ain't going to like turn it down. He might, you know, shuffle a little bit, but he ain't going to be like, fuck that. We, we doing all right over here by ourselves. Or he might. Either way, you could do both. That's my opinion. But if it has to be a choice made, <laughs> go <with> MBW. <laughs> That's what I would do. Go at MBW and find out a way to use the block after continuing to make it successful with MBW to partner with Crenshaw on some other stuff and continue to be, you know, in the L.A. scene. Because I that's one thing, like I said, I didn't necessarily like about that future like flashback or flash forward <laughs> scene that she did where she signed with MBW. Her talking about she hasn't done anything in L.A. in a while. Like, I wasn't really feeling that. I feel like she should continue to keep L.A. as the focus. That's what got her where she is. So figure that out. But 
yeah, if you got to make a choice, MBW. <laughs> and then once you get your bag up, you know, go double back for Crenshaw or just keep doing stuff in the L.A. area. Maybe Crenshaw will still be like, yeah, I'm down. Figure it out. But um, being <laughs> in the middle, don't do that because somebody needed a response from you. So you're going to have to <laughs> answer one or both of those offer letters. My prediction, though, I think she'll find a middle ground. Like I said, MBW has a history with Crenshaw. That's positive. And, um, you know, Crenshaw kind of has uh, results from MBW <laughs> that are positive. So I feel like she'll find a, a cool middle ground and be able to, you know, finagle both. And I'm fucking with that. And like I said, I think Kelly is going to, you know, turn her career path into a financial advice slash financial firm, you know, slash podcast uh, entrepreneur type of situation. I feel like that'll be dope for her. And then, of course, Lawrence and Issa, they're going to talk at some point. Just got to <laughs> just got to figure out what episode is it going to be. Is it going to be nine or is it going to be ten? But them niggas are going to talk. Hopefully they don't mess everything up. Right. Because we still even though Issa has Lawrence in the front, back, left, right, and top of her mind and the bottom. Like, things are still in a good spot. Nathan is not aware of this, at least to our knowledge. And, you know, it could really just be a quick conversation. It could get the quote-unquote closure that Issa feels like she say she need or whatever. And they can go their separate ways. And it don't have to be no big old, oh, I just fucked everything up trying to get back with this nigga. And basically, it don't have to be a repeat of what, season one or season two? Whatever season that was <laughs> where things were starting to turn around a little bit, but she was so like <laughs> into Daniel and already cheated with this nigga. She didn't even realize that Lawrence had got a job at Best Buy and was, you know, making some progress on his apps and all that stuff. So <laughs> we still in an okay space, but there's definitely room for Issa to fuck it up. <laughs> Hopefully she don't. We'll see what happens. We got two more episodes. Um, I'll be here to review them as well. Y'all let me know what y'all think. You know what I'm saying? Some of y'all been hitting me up. I've been appreciating the conversation <laughs> I've been having with those of you who listen to me and um, my opinions on this show and decide y'all want to share y'all's as well. Like, this is really dope. Um, but for those of you who haven't reached out yet, I am at B-R-I-A-N-S-A-P-P-H. That's Brian Saff. On Instagram and Twitter, my DMs are open. Um, you can tweet at me. I'm cool with that. Or you can comment on the post on my page about this episode. It is what it is. Just holler at me. Let's discuss. And I will see y'all back here on my Talk and Play Blurred cast for episode 9 review. I've been going crazy. Right, so 